You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. What? Ooh, every part of me wanted to be late. <laughs> I was getting a interesting thing. I got a lot to talk about today, but I was getting uh, a little protein shake mixed up because I was like, you know, I'm going to, it's, I found a really good protein powder. Let me tell you, I did everything with my sister to find the best protein powder only has three ingredients, really good. The coconut sugar, uh, pea protein, and um, something else, coconut. So wait, three- wait, 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 wait. Did you say coconut sugar and pea protein? Pea protein, yes. So like, you, like and- urine? Like, no, like pea. <laughs> I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any protein in your actual urine. <laughs> That's why I was so dumbfounded. I was like, what? What is happening? Oh, we got to put a warning on this episode. <laughs> I, get, I get so excited that I find something. And lo and behold, my sister says to me, hey, let me check something on, on that brand of really good. I'm ta- It's really good stuff, too. Like, not, I'm not disappointed. Well, yeah. of course... It's the companies in Florida. We'll talk about Florida later. Like, you know, yeah, I'm already pissed off, but the companies in Florida. So they manufacture the plant, the plant protein in Florida. Now I'm telling you it's good. So the question is, my sister has is where do they get their peas? P-E-A. And they get their peas in China, which China uses more lead in their soil. Oh, So now I have to be careful of, you know, your body can take a little bit of lead, you know, you've said it before, you can pee stuff out and, but long-term that lead plays, it can play a significant role in your overall health. So now my sister and I, she found another plant protein with very like three or four ingredients and everything's manufactured and grown here in the United States. So I'm going to give that one a shot, but I was thinking about how, those little things you find out when you dig, it's sort of the, the, uh, follow not well, you do follow the money, but you follow the ingredients, like the story of where the food comes from. And, you know, we know in the United States, if you go to another country, most of the time, uh, Portugal, France, you lose weight one, you're walking around, but because the foods are non-processed, you just get fuller faster because none of the fiber stripped away. Um, you know, they're, uh. they're not genetically modified. So the there's been a couple um, documentaries around, you know, how they're trying to kill us, you know, the, our food, our food uh, companies here in the United States. Uh. But if you think about like just how granular you have to get to understand and my sister surviving cancer has to even do more of that because you know she's been she's had cancer so now she's really digging into where food is manufactured where it's grown and it it got me thinking about a a comment you know yeah vegan and one of my girlfriends said to me well (laughs) you know I'm doing a hair flip nobody can see it my um my I only eat you know, organic meat, you know, that's organic, Uh, you know, and of course the animals, their life is taken without them wanting to die. But the funny thing is she had made a comment to me and said, well, I, you know, I could, I can't eat soy, but the number one protein fed to all animals is soy. Right. Soy is, soy is everywhere. Everywhere. It's in your food. So if you say that you have an intolerance to soy, you better stop eating all the things that eat soy. Yes, yes, and soy is. I, you know, I, I once did a little research on that because I don't even know why I was just like fooling around one day. But um, that soy is um, cheap. I don't know if that's the right word, but 
it's either cheap or easy or cheap and easy to grow. Yep. And because it was, it's an easy product to put in like animal feed. And like you said, a lot of other products, because it's so versatile that it's a major crop. Like soy is a major crop and like corn syrup, that yep. shit is everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. It's so when you think about it, so she would, of course, her and I aren't friends any longer. And it's not because of that, but she's also Republican and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, um, but I, you know, to think about, to make that comment, to be so confident in the fact that, you know, well, I eat organic and I can't do soy, you know, like her first comment is, well, I do organic meats, you know, that are grown. She thinks they're like on some beautiful farm, just grazing and enjoying their life and then immediately killed. But so, and she's like, yeah, because I have a soy tolerance and I was like, or intolerance. And I was like, well, you know, that's the number one thing. So think about where all that food goes, but it got me, um, it just, that whole lead and then the conversation with her, this was like a year ago. I don't even think I shared that with you, but um, yeah, today. And then I was getting my protein shake and I thought, you know what? I'm ready to do some talking today. So I'm going to, oh, we're going to get on the, we're going to get on, get start our podcast, have some good discussion. And then I'll go for my walk. Cause normally I go for my walk first. So you, so you saw so that energy that you usually have in being outside walking, you're going to deliver to us here. Correct. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I and our audience have hit the jackpot. <laughs> You're all winners. You get my energy. You get my energy. <laughs> ah, that is perfect. So what's on your agenda? Oh my okay. So sir, I, I was I've been doing first of all, I love the TikTok as the kids say TikTok, but I say the TikTok. And you yeah, you find perfect. a lot of great information on there. And there was a, a comment made on a post about tell me, tell me what privileges women have or that men have that women don't or something oh along God. those lines. And I, right. I just about went ape shit. I don't know who user five, seven, six, two, three, two, five, four, three, two, one is, but, um, <clears throat> and so it got me thinking, I, I, I dig a little, did a little digging. Now I have two pages. You hear my paper. I yeah, two, let's do it. <laughs> I have two pages and I'm just going to read through them. Now you could stop me along the way, but I want our male listeners to know just the difference between how women are treated and this isn't broken down by POC. So I, we could probably go even deeper than just women. Right. So we'll start out something, something a little small and then we'll build up. So, so this is privileges that privileges that men have that women do not. Correct. Okay. Perfect. Like all the things that we as women have to do that men don't have to do. Okay. Okay. So First, we'll start with the pink tax, right? So if you if you put a comparison of a men's shampoo next to a woman's shampoo, the price is anywhere between 20 to 50% more. God damn. Okay, that, that's just the pink tax. They call that the pink tax. So anything that both men and women can have, razors, body wash, shampoos, that a woman will pay on average 20 to 50% more, which averages out to about $1,300 more per year for the same wow. product that a man buys. Wow, that's crazy. Makeup. Now, if you work remote, maybe you're not putting on makeup, but in general, most women, because they put on makeup, it's inbred, sometimes it makes you more presentable, you're at work, right. that makeup tax is around $3,700. Now, if you use like Fenty Beauty and some other high-end ones, you could be paying more. But on average, it's about $3,700 more. That's crazy. Now, the income ratio, so the last, it hasn't changed in about 20 years. But for every dollar that a man makes, a woman makes 80 cents. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So if they go into higher paid industry, so if I go to the same, if I'm a pilot and I'm against my male counterpart as a pilot, I will be making on average 10 to 26% less than my male peer in the same fucking field. Isn't that crazy? And And just how that adds up over time, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's talk about taking care of a child. Now, I haven't Ooh. had to choose to take care of a child, but on average, the woman is the one that takes a break from work to raise a child. Right. They are four times more likely to do that over men. Dang. 
Now, if you think about how, um, think about all the money that those women miss out on in that time period of not earning an income. Now, I don't have right. the data for that, but this is, again, this is some of this I got, I actually pulled data, I have like um, resources, but there's just a list that I just started writing down. Like if you saw my handwriting, you're like, what are you, a doctor? Uh, okay, let's say uh, women are 70% more likely to live in poverty than men. Yeah. 80% of the women retire in poverty as well. <laughs> I, I mean- Think about, okay, now here's a big one for, for women that it's called unpaid work, right? From okay. cleaning the house to cooking, to taking care of children for mm. 24 hours a day. If they were to be paid minimum wage, minimum wage, that would be about 10 trillion fucking dollars a year. That's crazy. Um, of money that would be paid to women if they were paid for the shit that they do unpaid. That's just crazy. Right. Okay. Let's talk about, uh, let's see, where's my other note? Um, how about being mistreated in the workplace? 80% of women have um, had some harassment in the workplace. 80%, 80%. of women have been sexually harassed at work. Okay. Sexually harassed at work. Eight out of 10. Damn. Eight out of 10. Okay. So, and now let's think about, we'll, we'll go back to the professionalism, right? So not only do you have an opportunity to be harassed at work and have to face some adversity of just being talked about, looked at in different types of way, you also have right. to remain professional, right? And right. credible. So also women are 21% less likely to be promoted than men. Let's check that. I, and think about... If we want changes within our government, it's hard to make those changes when 30% of the U.S. Congress are women. Now, globally, it's about 24%. So we do better globally than we do. But nationally, only 30% of women represent us in Congress. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. It's crazy. Right. I, I mean, we could go on. Like, okay, there, so there's multiple studies that have been that have been shown that women-led companies are more successful, yet they are far more underrepresented in Fortune 500 companies. There are less women CEOs that lead companies, although studies have shown them to um, do better at companies. They thrive better, the cultures are better, way different. I believe that. Now, think about clinical trials. So women, up until the 90s were left out of clinical trials to be tested for diseases and medication. So, so if you think about, they are less likely, they are more likely to be, they are, are actually over-prescribed medication because the studies were done on men. So they're over-prescribed medication. Right. We all hear about um, mental health and mm -hmm mental health, but mental health are is 70% more presentable in women. Wow. So 70% of women have mental health issues, far more than what men are, right? Because we always, we know that there's an issue with men and I have to recognize the fact that mental, mental health should be acknowledged at all levels of your sexual, no matter who you are, but yes. Okay. <laughs> U.S. has the highest mortality, maternity, maternity mortality rate. So, and I know we could probably go deeper on, on uh, POC women of color, how that mortality rate is even higher. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, they are, you know, women are, I was trying to get the, the number for this, but women are higher at risk of dying in car crashes because test dummies you were male-based. So the size of test dummies during crashes God. were based on men's sizes. So oh, more God. women die in car crashes than men. Um, women are five times more likely to be sexually assaulted. And 99% of the time it's from someone they know. Yeah. Um, and let's see, 81% of women have been given and sent an explicit image that they did not want. Yeah. 80%. 80%. I, 
I mean, the list could go on. Like I started, my scribbling got way worse as I was, as I was gathering, you know, I was thinking yeah. about how to even, and, and think about the menstrual cycle. So not only that, but women have to do all of this while they're on their period with menstrual cramps. Right. And we've seen it. We've all seen the videos of men putting those little like um, muscle things on their stomach to generate what is similar to having menstrual uh -huh. cramps and can barely like stay afloat. They can't even stand because they're in so much pain. Um, we all have to do that on top of, of, on top of like maintaining our jobs, going to work, uh, being professional. So that comment got me fired up because I was like, if you don't recognize some of that as a man, then you're part of the problem. Yes. <laughs> yes. Those are great stats. Like awful stats are great stats. Crazy. So I I, I mean, I, I wrote them down. I was in my parents, whenever I write them a card, sometimes I think my dad thinks he's reading it and then we'll ask my mom later what it says because my handwriting's pretty bad. So I probably missed a couple on here, but it's, it's, it's interesting when you think about um, a woman who's a scientist, who's really credible, she has a PhD, she posts something, but then all commenters will post on her feed, asking another scientist, if this is valid or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I've seen a couple of those. It's so, it's, it's just infuriating. It's crazy. And to think, I, we're not even talking about being able to walk at night. You and I have had that conversation about one ear pod nice. in my ear, not really shouldn't go out at night, have to be careful of your surroundings. Let's not even talk about being able to go to a club and not the risk of your drink getting spiked. Because two out of, it's like one out of every four women or two out of every four women have their drink spiked. So now you have to also be aware of that. It's crazy oh when you think about all... That's just a surface. If I started to right. dig more, I, I probably would find a lot more differences. But there's there's a lot that comes down to, and 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 maybe at some point we can even break those down even further um, to to culture. Yeah, because I mean, those are great stats, and um, I think I probably I could add in a couple that you, know, you mentioned um, women doing things on their periods and things. And there is a movement, I can't think what the movement is called, but there's a movement that why do um, uh, hygiene products for periods, why, why aren't those free? Like, why do we charge? Look, we have more women than anybody here, right? In this country, in the world, but in this country as well. Why is there a fee? Um, or why do, we have to, why do women have to pay and pay taxes on uh, feminine hygiene products? Because this is not a choice. This is like uh, biology that, that the vast majority of girls and women to a certain age have periods and are required and need to have products. There shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a company profiting off that. But you know why? Let me tell you this, sir. This is interesting that you say that because those companies like Kimberly, Kimberly Clark, Johnson & Johnson, uh -huh. their major ownership of companies that own those companies are Vanguard and BlackRock. And yeah. all of those are, are like men are male dominated. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Um, and so, so there's that. Right. And then I was thinking about something that she said about how women make 80 or 83 cents on a dollar for, um, for what men make. Yep. So to break that down, that's white women. White women make 83%, 83 cents on every dollar that white men make. Black women make, I think it was about 62 cents. Okay. And Latina women make about 54 cents. Insane. And yes. And this isn't just, you know, talking about a, a white man with a master's degree and a high school dropout. This is talking about people that are equal, educated, um, being compared. White men are up here. And all women are low, and then the women are in tears because in America, yep. everything is race-based. So, so yes, there, there's that piece. And then you said something else, like talking about the percent of women who experience some type of violence, and the violence is almost always localized. Someone, yes, someone they know. Um, and then we could go a step further and say that that the vast majority. You're talking. I'm talking like ninety. Five ninety eight percent of 
women who are either assaulted or killed, it's done by a man. Yes, yes. Right? That, 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 that the single biggest threat to women's safety is men. It's, so you don't even have to talk about cars, guns, pills, knives, whatever. It's, the weapon is the man. That's the weapon. And someone that you know. Like yes. thinking and about- it's, And it's someone they know. So now you got to, now, not only do you have to, th- to, to survive, you have to, you have to do your best to trust the men in your life. Yes, absolutely. And so you mentioned about uh, America for Western nations, what, what, what the country calls Western nations, American women have um, one of the highest infant mortality rates. Yes. And- for black women, it's the maternity. It's, I think it's maternity. maternity. Yep. Yeah, maternity. I, I, I think it's it's about the, almost the highest in the world. Like it, it is equal to that of countries that we say are unstable, do not have health care, and they have an unstable government. Black women is, is as high as that. Because when you look at who gets health care coverage, black women are not as high as white women. And that historically in this nation, and even now, that like you said, how doctors underprescribe or overprescribe because they don't understand women's bodies and the studies weren't done using women and things like that. Well, doctors have an expectation that black women lie about their pain and that black women can take more pain. So they're underprescribed medication. Oh my God. And as a result, they suffer more and they die more from treatable um, diseases, pain management, and of course, having babies. So everything you said, all those stats are, are horrific in and of themselves and in the aggregate. And then because again, this is America, you start getting into the race, it's always worse as you go you know, through the racial um, um, demographics. So yeah, that, that's, some power, that's some powerful stuff you just shared. That, and it's crazy to me to also think if, you know, I, I got rid of my uterus years ago, right? So I had a hysterectomy years ago. And when I first wanted one at 22, I had fibroid tumors and I was like, well, can you take my uterus out? They're like, well, you're kind of young. Um, you might just want to see, cause who knows if you get married and you oh know, at 22. So, you know, you, you don't think at 22, I'm not thinking, well, my doctor has my best interest, right? Like right. you think my doctor right. has my best interest. So then I had fast forward another 15 years later and I see another doctor, male doctor. And I was like, you know, I just, can I just have it taken out? He's like, is that what you want? I was like, yeah. He's like, cool, let's do it. Like with no hesitation. And it made me think how honest to goodness, there are so many stories that you hear that if a woman wants a hysterectomy, they'll always say, talk to your husband first, or are you in a relationship? Like I have to validate that the person that I'm with, if they want children, that I should keep my uterus, even though it's giving me fibroid tumors, that I should keep my uterus in case he wants children. And get his permission. Like, get, get his permission. permission. Like, that was, like, that is, that's, you know, we don't have body autonomy. I mean, we know right. that, uh, ro- take Roe versus Wade out of it at, right. at this moment, because this was before that, right? So right. to think that in order for me to have a medical procedure done, I was told no in case I get married, and what if my husband wants to have kids? Unbelievable, you know. And that that reminds me. Uh, we may, maybe we mentioned this last week, but it's not the same. But it reminds me of the fact that we have, I think, twenty six states where it is legal. It is legal, like legal, because it's written into the law that um, girls as young as twelve can be married. Oh, in twenty six states. Yeah. Now, who is marrying? A twelve-year-old girl, thirteen-year-old girl, fourteen-year-old girl—it's an older, it's an older man. Yeah, it's not a fourteen-year-old boy. Exactly. It is, and so they—they they have legalized that now. Now think of the, the opposite of that. There is no state where it's legal for an older woman to marry a 10, 12 year old boy. Nowhere. They're going. I mean, we got movies made of teachers having affairs with young boys in high school. Yes. Yes. It is. It, it, it's. And so that is like these things you're talking about are um, commonly known as the patriarchy. That's what that is. And it's not just about hating men, but it's about the built-in systemic inequality we have 
in society. So, you know, and you talk about something on, on the TikTok, I saw something going around and, and it's, it, it's tailor-made for this conversation you brought up. It was a group of black women graduates. I think they were from Duke and they were all doctors, Ooh. right? I, I think it may not have been Duke. It was some university and it had to be about 2025 in the photo. And they were like, yeah, we made it, you know, we're doctors. And then somebody stitched that, a white guy stitched that and said, would you trust any of these women to be your doctor? Oh, okay. Oh my God. And so he, and so, you know, Eric, then people stitched that and it was just destroying this guy. But that right there, like, like you were saying about whether it's in corporate America or you were saying a doctor on there saying some, or scientists saying some facts and men saying they needed to hear from a man. Yes, I need to right. get that. Is that, this correct? It's that same thing, right? It's that same thing. Like, can you imagine having to go through college and then medical school and then graduate and become a doctor and some rando white guy on the internet is going, would you want them for your doctor? I mean, Man. And, right. And I'm thinking the day you're bleeding out, bleeding out, I hope, I hope you get one of those women as your doctor. Like, oh. I hope. <laughs> I, I could hope and that most of the time because they will they take an oath, right? You you just you save a life, blah, blah, blah. Right, but God, you right. you hope that they you you hope that it doesn't work out in his favor. And it's right. it's funny because there's a there is a Republican um senator, I, I wanna say South Carolina, I could be wrong, an older white woman, and she was on the congressional floor talking about how men are always fertile. So meaning that women are, we have a window. Well, I don't, I no longer have a window, but in general, it's like two days or 24 hours a month for a six to seven day time period that a woman can get pregnant. But a man at any point, 365, 24 hours a day can get, can, can use his sperm to get a woman pregnant. Yes. Yeah. A man can impregnate every, every, not just every day, but multiple times a day you can you, it wouldn't be me can impregnate somebody. Yeah, you're right. With, without without any regard and could, I think she said her state was fighting to get back $202 million in child support payments because those men also made the decision not to be in the children's life, not pay money and just go on with their merry way while the woman's trying to do the, the teaching, the school, the work, the feeding. Right, the, right. Like the, te- the taking them, you know, learning how to drive. And so there should be regulations on the fact that they have the audacity, uh, what's his name, uh, Nick Cannon, who can impregnate, uh-huh. you know, tw- have 12 kids with different women all at the same time, which is that your life. But don't right. put regulations. He's, he's, he is able to get, he's ovulating every day. Every day. <laughs> every day he every is. Day. Every day. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, you can make the case that, or the case can be made that men should just, at, at the age that they're, that we are able to produce babies, like our, our 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 sexual coming out ages, we are able to produce babies. That men should have a bisectomy because it's reversible. Yep. Right, yes. like that, because then you don't have any unwanted pregnancies. Like <laughs> right. it doesn't happen. <laughs> Like you stop, it, stop it at the source. And the source is coming right out of our ball sacks or wherever that stuff comes from. Like the woman can't get pregnant. The, the woman can't yep. get pregnant without the man. Like right. legitimately, be, <laughs> they can't. It'd be that simple. It'd be that simple. And so so we start thinking about all the restrictions on birth control and contraception and um the morning after pill and all you know, planned parenthood. All of that is are, are men dictating to women what they need to do. Yep. Because men, it's like men have collectively said, we bear no responsibility for this. 100%. That's the autonomy that we talk right? about when we say we don't really have rights over our bodies. You know what? That, that was part of the drilling that uh, when Kamala Harris was a senator and she was questioning Bill Barr. Um, I think it was either Bill Barr or Kavanaugh. I think it was Kavanaugh. And she was questioning him about abortion. And she said to him, she asked him this question. It's a great video. It's out there on the internet too. She says, 
Can you tell me about any law in America or any state, any federal law that controls a man's body? Any law. Is there any law where the government is in control of a man's body? And then he hemmed it on because he's a fool. And he hemmed it on. And, and finally, you know, she had to say, no, there's nothing. But we have all these laws that, like you said, about women's bodily autonomy that govern women's laws, women's bodies. And you know what? And you remember this from our call center days, that it, it seeps into corporate America because most company dress codes are directed at what women can and cannot wear. Yes. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Right? And, and you remember my days, I was like, I am not doing a dress code that regulates what women wear. I don't give a damn. Like, I don't give a damn. Like, these are adults, they're going to wear what they wear. Just leave that shit on. Unless you have an equal dress code for men. <laughs> That's so true, because the reason why you put a dress code in place is because you don't want to put men in a situation of looking at that woman. Exactly. And that's right. Like we can't, we can't control ourselves. And you know, whether it's in corporate America, every time there's a dress code issue in our schools, it's about what the girls are wearing. And you go to any churches, you know, there's rules about what girls and women have to wear. It's all just about men controlling women. That's all it is. Damn, sir. Child. Uh, Ooh, that, but yeah, sorry. like you, you're people probably like you should have went for your walk first. Did you make your <laughs> list? Did you make your list of shows to watch that like bring back old school, like giving our listeners a list of TV shows that they can watch if all of their shows take forever to come back? Did you make your list? Um, so uh, I have a little, I have a short story to tell about that. Ooh, okay. So in se- in seventh grade, which was uh, my middle school was seventh, eighth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Okay. So seventh grade uh, was junior high school. We called it back then, and I think it was like like m- the middle part of the year where I had boycotted homework for some you know some teenage reason. I was like, I'm going to boycott homework, and we got our I got my report card. And because, you know, I'd done all the, you know, in-classroom work, I I got C's and B's. Uh, and the homework would have made it like B's and A's. Um, but I had an epiphany. Oh, boy. At then, where I recognized that I got C's and B's and didn't do any homework. <laughs> and it hit me that I never have to do homework again. <laughs> You know my, you know my, you know how I feel about homework. It's a racket. And, okay, so look, I was in seventh grade in 1977. <laughs> so we are in 2023. I have so honored my, I've honored myself, Claire. <laughs> I, I appreciate the commitment. <laughs> that might be the longest commitment I've ever had. <laughs> You're like, this is, this is where I'm standing my ground. This is what I'm holding on to for the rest of my life. Ah, you, you know, know what? So I'm going to have to ask for an extension. <laughs> well, my list is good. And you might even, you might even align with my list. <laughs> so it could be like, I did the homework for you because you know, I feel homework is the worst thing because not only do you have my child now when i say my child my nephew mm-hmm. not only do you have them for eight hours but now you want them to come home and do more fucking work on top of me having to help them no bitch they are not I, silly. I think my nephews wish they'd live with me because i would have i don't care what grade they're in i don't give a shit like that is you as a teacher you have you have them for eight hours. i don't take my work that i work for eight hours and get paid at i don't take that home and work Ooh. another two hours it's, you know what, it is, it is so unfair. And, you know, it's the school districts, it's the, it's just the whole school system. It's a that, scam. Yeah, it's just that part of it. And, and it's the teachers, like they have to do homework. Like they, you know, look, I was married to a teacher for a long time. I'm engaged to a teacher now. And they all have to go home and oh, do more work. And I'm just like, you know what? 
get those fucking powerful unions to stop that shit. Like, yes. stop it. Like, it's stop done. it. Uh, you know, I, I was so lucky with when my daughter was in uh, elementary school because they didn't do homework until about fifth grade. And even then, it was like, go look at the constellations and, you know, draw a picture. It was like really some base stuff or, you know, go, go identify some plants, you know, this kind of stuff. It, it was fun pretty stuff. easy. Yes, it, it was fun. And then, man, when she got to high school, my God, it is nonstop homework. And I just, I finally had to say to her, because she was always asking me questions and stuff. I had to say to her, okay, listen, I passed this grade. You on your own. Like, you need to pass this. I'm not doing 10th, 11th, 12th grade homework. Like, I'm not doing it. I did fractions already. And you know what? I, <laughs> I'm not doing that shit again. I refuse. Because one... Not only does the homework make me feel stupid when they ask you a question, you're like, shit, I don't know. Like, let's look it up online that I mean, because I've never there's not much that I've that I've used in my life. Now, I wish there were things that we received in school that helped me with my life, which we've talked about before. But I haven't caught myself thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad that I learned. I don't know, whatever it is in school, uh, two plus two. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I learned algebra because God forbid I use it every day in my fucking life. So yes. yeah. Okay. So I'll, this is, the okay, so me, yeah. I'm going to know what, and, you know what, before you go, it's just like what you were talking about. Like in school, women have to do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> and lately, lately bum men like me, we just sit there really like, thank you. You're just like, I don't do schoolwork. <laughs> okay, so okay. here's my list. Now, I'll go through them. Maybe I'll give little... Okay, so number one, well, they're not in any They're not any in specific order, but these are the ones that came to my mind first and foremost. Newsroom. Newsroom was an HBO show. It was three seasons. Jeff Ooh. Daniels, Olivia uh, Mund... I forget... Uh, yeah... Olivia Munn, the really pretty one. Um, It is witty, smart. Um, It took, it's during, it was, I think, on air during Obama's presidency because they were a newsroom that decided to do the news real and not like have it driven to any monetary value. So really, really three seasons, fucking amazing. I will talk about newsroom till the day I die. Okay. Last week I said Inside Man, that's with Stanley Tucci, that's on Netflix. So well done. There's one season. Don't know if there's going to be a season two. Um, Wednesday. I loved Wednesday. Jenna Ortega, so phenomenal in it. Just good overall. Loved it. Fun. You felt like, you know, for all bullies everywhere, she put people in their place. She was confident, yet quiet. Just really good. Okay. Queen's Gambit. I oh, I don't about that. Yes. Fucking, I don't know chess. I know nothing about chess, but when there's an underdog and she's a woman and she is dominating in that in that field and it's so well done, so well written, really really good. I there it was only one season and there's not going to be season 2. Um these next two shows are done. There's they are in the past 6 feet under. So well done. Six Feet Under was a, a family that owned a funeral parlor and every opening episode, there was a death. And so they, it was so crazy because it takes you into the funeral home with that death. I mean, so, so good. Um, Sopranos, you can't go wrong with Sopranos. We, we can debate the ending, but that's that was well done, well acted, just chef's kiss or Italian kiss in this wow. case. Um, another the HBO, another HBO show was Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire was so good. Um, it's with Steve Buscemi. He's a gangster. I mean, right. they wrapped it up so beautifully. Well acted. The, you know, the 1920s vibe. So really, really good. Shit's Creek. Can't go wrong with Shit's Creek. I mean, fucking hysterical. Um uh levy and um mora i forget what her name is in real life but um really funny so if you want a good laugh really great show wentworth wentworth is an australian based prison hardcore prison now i think there's nine seasons it's it's definitely um 
it's more violent than like orange is the new black. It's not, it's not a true story, but it is so good. The storylines, uh-huh. I mean, just phenomenal, really top, top, top tier. Um, that's, that was on Netflix. And then I love me an ABC show called Alias with Jennifer Garner. I, oh my God, I loved it. I wanted to be her. That's where Bradley Cooper got his star. Like it was such a fun show. And so well, it just made you want to be a spy. It really did. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Bradley Cooper was on Alias? Yeah, he was her best friend. I didn't know that. Yeah, so good. That's where you got to start. Um, Okay, this show is still currently on. I think it might be coming back, but Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, I love it. If you tell me you don't like Curb Your Enthusiasm, you're not going to be in my life. It's such a great show. It is. It's such a great show. Okay, so that's a great list. That's a great... I have have three more or four more. Okay, Okay, let's go. Queen of the South. That's on Netflix. It's about a woman who ends up being a major drug dealer in Mexico. No subtitles. All done in English. Really, really good. Fun. Um, Loved it. The Boys on Amazon Prime. Uh, if, you, if you like superheroes, but you want superheroes that are total assholes, you have to watch The Boys. It is violent as fuck. It is, but it is so good because the concept is freaking amazing. So all these superheroes so are just bad. They're, yes, I love that. Um, another good one. Now, I this one's tough because... House of Cards, House of Cards with um, Robin Wright and um, what is his name that was up for sexual harassment? Um, oh my God, I see his face. Anyways, House of Cards, presidencies, so good, uh, oh, well acted. Uh, Kevin Spacey. Yes. Oh God, is he good in that show? So highly recommend. Just in, that's on Netflix. Uh, there's another HBO show called Deadwood. It was a western. Um, that was really, really good. I never, I'm not a big Western gal. I don't like Westerns, but Deadwood was really good. And then Showtime had Dexter. I love Dexter because he killed bad people. Oh, yes. I, didn't Dexter make a comeback? They do another Dexter, one, so. yes. He came back after like years and then his son found him. So that's, I, uh, I don't think they're going to do another season. It's kind of like a finisher for it. Um, but yeah, Dexter was Dexter was really really good. Um, so that's the ones I could remember. I was like, man, because I, I I wanted to just use my memory bank and not go research because I didn't want to get stuck up in like our current shows that we always talk about every week. Uh, I want I really wanted to think like if you want to go back and watch some good shows that maybe were not on your radar, those are it. Okay, that's a good list. Um, I have to re-listen this. I want, to, I want to jot those down. There's a couple in there that you've talked about that I never watched. Like, I never watched a- Alias. Um, so good. And then, uh, what was the cowboy one you were just... You were just Deadwood. Deadwood. Yeah, Deadwood, yes. Yeah. And then what was the one, um, the, um, uh, it's in English, but it's said in Mexico, the Spanish lady. Oh, Queen of the South. Queen of the... That, that got great ratings. I remember yeah. that. It's so good. And it's done. So I think there's five seasons total, maybe four, but it's done. Like they, they finished that season last year or that series last year. So some of these, a lot of these are already like all the seasons are done. So you can binge them all. You don't have to wait for like season two because you'd be where we are with the, with the writer's block, but um, with the writer's strike, but these are ones that you can really go back and, and except for the boys, I think they have a season coming out, but um, yes, that's a fun one to watch. But even like even with that, it's sort of I think it's three seasons of the boys and you get the full like the full deal, like even with the one that's not out. So, OK, I'll, how many did you have? Did you have 10, 15? God, I, I felt like I had it felt like maybe 15. You're right. OK, don't judge okay. me. Yeah. OK, so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make my own list because it's funny. Um, I forgot about this, but I sort of did it um, in talking with my daughter because she was asking me for um, some older shows to watch that were really good that she didn't know about. And so I said, okay, I'll, I'll make you a list of some old shows. So I'll, I'll put both of those together because I think that's a, that's, a, um, uh, that's a really good idea because with this writer's strike, we don't know what the hell is going gonna, is gonna to pop up on TV in the next like year or so. Yeah, they're, um, 
the last one, I think we said last 13 months. So that was 15 years ago. And they're trying. So one of the big part of the writer strike is that they're trying to include not companies not being able to use AI for their writing because you know wow. like chat GPT that you know you know nothing about right now but um, but AI you can actually put in uh like write me a show and AI will like write a show so what the writers are trying to do and and my brother filled me in on that the writers are trying to put it into the clause like you can't use AI to replace like the actual writers. I, I, excuse me. I think that's a good idea because I saw there was a uh, fake AI story and photo. Oh. Um, I think it was last week that uh, the Pentagon had gotten, and maybe it was the Pentagon or maybe the White House, there was an explosion. Mm-hmm. And it was a fake picture and a fake story. And, and it was quickly, you know, shot down as fake. But in those few minutes that it was, it was floating, it was flying around, like 17 million people saw it or something like that, the stock market went down. Oh, like, oh my God. Yeah, like, like, it, like, like people reacted to it and it totally was fake. So I, I agree with what the writers are saying because I had someone, my friend, who said they wanted to test out um, the AI chat G, which is a very stupid name, but nevertheless. And they, they asked it, to write um, a, a chapter or a paragraph like me from my book, BLMPD. Wow. And so, and it wrote it. <gasps> so it, it, it like, it, it, it's like it, it reaches into the internet. It instantly read my book, right? And then it wrote a paragraph to mimic how I would have written a certain paragraph. Oh my God. And it was not similar or the same as a paragraph in your book, right? No, it, no, it was, it was completely, it was, it was completely made up. And so as I, so I, I read it and I thought, well, it's, it's sort of um, vanilla. It's sort of bland, but it did capture the idea of the book. Right. And like, I, I knew it wasn't me. But if I just like slip that in there somewhere, I don't know if anyone could tell the difference. Damn. That's, That's crazy. crazy. I, yeah. And I was talking to this guy, uh, this marketing guy, and he was like, oh, people don't even know. Like all these, these marketing scripts for commercials you hear read over the air, all that stuff, that stuff is already AI generated, already done. Isn't that nuts? Like to think about if you want to be an influencer or self-product, you could go to chat GPT or AI and you could type in, you, Hey, this is my business. This is what I'm trying to do. Give me a plan on how to execute it. And it'll pop it out in like 30 seconds. Right. It's, it's crazy. It's it just, <laughs> so I, I believe a lot of those um, writers um, particularly because I was just finding out like how it works. So say, say there's a new, say there's a new alias and then they hire me as they hire a head writer who has been writing before they have a lot of experience. Right. Yep. So then they give that person a budget to hire staff writers. And these are writers who they have experience. They're very good at it, but they're not like at the top tier, but these are the people that you want in the writer's room. And then you also get a budget to hire basically entry-level writers who they maybe they this is their first time or first or second time and this is where they're going to get experience but they also don't get a lot of money and and what they so now what they're doing is uh, and what the writers are fighting against is something we talked about about job interviews they're they're going to these writers these head writers and saying well let's just um we're going to take your budget away and let's just write uh you know two episodes and we'll see how we like it that kind of deal and then if they keep it then you can hire some more writers but then they end up using the stuff and just firing the staff they have their stuff done but you've never really been hired you don't get the extra benefits and the big deal is you don't get all the residuals that that you should be getting oh my god that's a nightmare huh it's a nightmare and you know my brother is in the reality tv world so hopefully business will pick up for him soon he is 
you know, I did tell him I was going to ask you this because I know you have a book on your Lyft experience. So he's going to start driving Lyft or Uber or Lyft, both of them. So give me, because he always listens to our podcast, give him three things you wish you would have known before or during while you were driving Lyft that you would have liked to know when you started. Uh, oh, that that's really good. So one is um, uh, that you he needs or he or she needs to quickly um, as fast as they can understand when, how much money they want to make per day or per week and then do their schedule around that. So the, so both of those driving companies are, are going to want you to drive when they want you to drive. Okay. Oh. But they don't, they don't control you like that, but they, they would try to, they would try to do tiny little bonuses and encourage you because they know when they're busy, but that doesn't matter to you. Like if you want to make a hundred dollars a day, then you figure out how you want to drive to make a hundred dollars a day okay. and just ignore everything from the company. Right. Okay. okay. And then, and then, and then two, um, I would say, uh, I wish I had known um, earlier that it's not always profitable to go where there are big crowds. Oh. So after a Kings game, after a concert, you know, after, you know, um, uh, New Year's Eve, you know, bars and clubs and stuff, it's not always profitable. And sometimes that's the worst. Um, and then three, <clears throat> um, I wish I had learned earlier that there are areas that are underserved that you can get a lot of rides and make your money very quickly. And so I, so now this is one of those, this is one of those man, man, woman things. Cause I knew some women drivers, you know, I, I, I was not afraid to go where black and brown people are. It's not a big oh. deal to me. And I didn't mind going, you know, anytime of day or night. Now a woman may not think that, right. And not just black and brown people, just women may not want to drive late into the night because you don't know what man is getting into your car. So it's, it's a different experience. However, if, you know, if you can, like for me, I would go down south because there's just not a lot of cars down there. And I would just, I would get ride after ride after ride. So that is that one, that other thing. So I will give you a bonus one. That older people expect you to help them with their, whatever it is they're lugging around. Uh, a walker, a wheelchair, the groceries, your bag from CVS, they expect you to do that. Okay. I'm not saying you have to do it, but I'm saying they expect you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. Okay, that's good stuff. Oh, Lordy, we had a we have had one hell of a ride today. Yeah, this has been good. I'm glad you we got your pre-walk energy. So um how how long will you walk? An hour, 30 minutes? Like, what's you know, that about? I think, I think the temperature is around 70 something. So probably an hour I'll get out there, go around the park, see if there's any dogs I could, uh, if there's any dogs that I can pet for a little bit and um, just sort of take in some of the sunshine. Because today, this week in California is going to be 70s and 80s. So uh, uh, it's nice. nice to just go do that. And, you know, cause I'm, I have a standing desk at work, but sometimes you sit, then you're up, then you're down. It's nice to just get out of the environment and get some fresh air. So that's why I really enjoy doing it. And I did get some of that energy out before our call, because otherwise I'm madly writing list of shit I want to talk about. And I don't give you any time to talk. So, um, you were going to tell us, do you, your roofing situation, did you have? So, yes. So they, so they finally finished my roof and it passed uh, inspection. Um, and um, there was, there was, there was like one hang up and I, and I, I thought, I think my, my roofer forgot about it. So he was like, Oh, we're all done. The inspector is coming Monday. And I was like, well, you know, this is a little thing up top. They had in my closet upstairs, they had literally punched a hole in it, like from the roof. And I showed him to him, showed it to him. And he said, oh, yeah, we'll get that fixed. So he had to call the guy to come fix that. But you know what? They fixed that. They got they got their money. The inspector came because you have to get a building license to redo your to do your roof. Right. So, like, I don't pay for it, but it's in the cost of the deal. It's like three hundred dollars, whatever. And the inspector, the inspector came by. He said he was going to be here at nine a.m. So he was here at seven. 
a.m. Now, I'm always up, so that is not a big deal, but that's a big difference in time. But that guy, that guy walked around the house. He was done in three minutes, 30 seconds. Wow. I mean, so basically, I did more inspection. Like, there's just nothing there. Like, they really, they literally, I, like, I don't know what he was looking for, but it was three minutes and he was done. <laughs> <laughs> just see you being like wait i pay for right. more than this <laughs> and so and so i try to like start up a little conversation because i think well you know you should stay a little bit longer maybe you see something else and after two minutes that guy older guy he goes well i guess i better be going i got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a new roof yeah, i got a brand new roof they say this one will last 50 years. It's basically like I told my daughter, this is my gift to you. This is it. I'm giving, I'm giving you a root because this will be your house. And it's done. And you know what? It took five and a half months from the January storms to actually six months because it, it just ended uh, Monday, two days ago. So that's about six months. Damn. So you literally gave her a roof over her head. I <laughs> oh, I'm I using like that the next time she's here. <laughs> yes i'm gonna use that the next time she's here what are you doing for this weekend is memorial day weekend what are you doing you for know the I, I had totally like totally forgotten about it um so i have no plans but i might i might go down to my brother's house my brother and sister-in-law and hang out with them what do you got going on i i have a girlfriend that is turning 30 so she's got a little party at land park a little picnic set up um, so I'm going to do that on Saturday and then Sunday is pool day party at my parents. And then Monday, I might go see a girlfriend who had a baby last month. Um, uh, and that's about it. Like, it's kind of nice because it's not going to be overly hot here. And you forgot it's a holiday because your ass is retired. Um, you know what? It, you're exactly right. Cause I'm just like, I'm going to like spaz out on some movies. I'm, me and my daughter are going to see this new little mermaid movie. Oh, and yeah. That's like that's probably like my big event. Sometime between Thursday and and Sunday, we'll do that. I'm gonna probably watch a little basketball, baseball, some movies. And I've been, you know, getting. I've been doing my walking every day, so I'm up to six miles a day now. And every day, to, yeah, every day. And I have, to, I have to tell you about you know things you see because I just walk through neighborhoods. Yeah, and you just see things you don't see when you drive, right? Right. So I, right, I just have to share some of that stuff. I love that because. Yeah, you know, during the holidays, I always walk through the neighbor and I always post someone's decorations that I see in the neighborhood because you wouldn't, I wouldn't drive around my neighborhood looking at people's decorations and their house lit up. So I'll, yes. I'll always post something because you do see something. It's funny to see kids play. What are they playing? What are they doing outside? Because, you know, we know as a Gen Xer, I think you're still Gen X, right? Are you still Gen Hell X? Yeah. You're oh, I'm Gen X, okay. baby. Uh, you're not a boomer. All right. So, that is to think about, I don't see enough kids playing. I think that really gets to me every time I go for a walk. Like I don't see a lot of kids outside playing. That's, you know what? That's too bad. Yeah. That's sad to think about. Cause that's one thing I loved. I mean, we were feral. Like remember right? how, remember how they had to, they had to put on the news. Like, Hey, do you know where your kids are? Because parents were like, you just go Go grow up and do what you need to do out of my face. <laughs> I, remember, I remember, like, I'll be sitting around on Saturday morning or, you know, on a, on a weekday if it's the summer or something, and, you know, just spazzing out on cartoons, you're doing nothing. I remember my mother coming in and just like, everybody go outside. Just go outside, and I don't want to see you till the lights come on, you know, on the street lights, just go. And then you got to just sort of like, make your day you had no you, money <laughs> you had to find shit to find out and you know we so there i will never not want to ever have that childhood where you just became so independent in a fun way you were you were to be you were to be not seen and not heard <laughs> right like just go and like we would plot okay how we get food well I grew up in Oakland. There were fruit trees all over the place. So you have to go to neighbors, knock on the door. Hey, can we raise your fruit tree? You know, we get plums, you know, just whatever. So that was like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then, you know, the the, the water out of the garden hose. And then yep. you just get sweaty and stinky and wait for the lights to get away. 
kind of looking at your house in the distance, like, I'll be there soon. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. So we didn't get to talk about Florida fucking around and not finding out yet. Yeah, so we'll have to have that yeah. conversation next week with the banning of the poem. Um, I mean, my mom was just telling me on the news that some guy was walking down the street with an AR-15 and then someone interviewed him and he's like, I'm just letting you know, like I can own an AR-15 and not use it. Like that was his oh, rational way of thinking in Florida. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta break that we gotta down. Talk Florida. There's a couple of things. So yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll be good. And you know what? Um, we are, our, our podcast is growing in popularity and we're going to make our way to number one. We appreciate our listeners and we, um, we love the feedback that we're getting. Keep it coming. Hit us up. Look in the show notes. You'll see all of our social um, contact information. Reach out to us, share us, rate us and leave a review. Yep. We appreciate it. We have fun doing this. Um, it keeps us connected as friends, even though we talk every day. This is just a great way to express and share how we communicate with one another. And thanks for coming along on the ride with us. Yes. Have a great night. Yes, you too. Bye. Enjoy your, enjoy your walk. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent. <laughs>